Are you ready to tell me everything? <laughs> Did he watch your Instagram story? He was the first to watch it, girl. Ghost him. Stop. Tell me everything with Lance <laughs> is brought to you by Manscaped. Roses are red, violets are blue, and Manscaped has it for you. Guys, Valentine's Day is coming up. And we just know just and we have the gift to give you and that special someone for any and all occasions. This Valentine's Day, the V Day, it's time to gift him a gift that four million men worldwide use. Manscaped, the leaders in below the waist grooming. Use my exclusive offer for you. Go to manscaped.com and use code LANS20. That is L-A-N-Z or Z 20 for 20% off and free shipping. My fiance, I gifted him this for Christmas and he is raving about Manscaped. He can't stop using it. He can't stop loving it. He said it's the best, one of the best gifts. Let's be very honest. One of the best gifts I've ever given him. I highly, highly recommend Manscaped for your mans, for anyone, honestly, brother, man, husband, whatever it is, use Manscaped. Enjoy my discount code guys. Bye. Hi everyone, welcome back to Tell Me Everything with Land, episode 30, I am 30 years old, (laughs) yes, guys, this podcast guest I have today, we hit it off at a friend's apartment, sparks were flying, conversation was flowing, we were vibing, and I knew I'd have her on the podcast, as well as have her as a friend, but I needed to have her on the podcast. Amna is the founder of Nail Pavilion, a place where we all love to go do our nails, do our waxing, whatever it might be. She has built a beauty empire. So how does she get there? We're going to dive into it. Please welcome to the show, Amna. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Tell Me Everything with Lance. Thank you for having me. We've tried to do this like six times. We have. So I'm really happy. Natural flake, a natural flake inside. You know, do what makes you feel good. It makes you feel good. (laughs) Welcome to the show. I'm so happy to have you on. Thanks for having me. Yes. Okay. So before we like get into it, because we have a lot to cover today, um, can you just give listeners a bit of background, who you are, where you grew up, and... Kind of how you resettled back in Dubai. All right. Or so, yeah, I'll tell you a little bit about me. I'm born and raised in Abu Dhabi. Um, I'm 34. I, yeah, I always wonder 33 or 34. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm 34. I'm born in 87. So I was born to parents that met and got married in Abu Dhabi. Wow. Stayed at ACS all throughout my entire schooling. Mm-hmm. Then I moved to Montreal for university. I went to Concordia, studied philosophy. You studied philosophy? I studied philosophy, wow. and I actually graduated a semester early. Wow. Um, yeah, so my thesis was published in one of the books, so that I was super proud of that. It's amazing. Moved back here at the age of 20 um, to Abu Dhabi, not to Dubai. Um, and then two years into me being in, to, in Abu Dhabi, we then moved to Dubai. Okay. Um, and then... It was seven years after moving back that I opened up the Nail Pavilion. Okay, well, let's take a step back. So after you graduated college, philosophy major, thesis published in a freaking book, you come back here, are you like, what am I going to do now? Like, what thought came kind of through your head? So... Did you want to move back? Um, I was dying to come back. Wow, okay. But, but, but it's because I do feel... We were kind of sheltered growing up in Abu Dhabi. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't used to living on my own or doing things on my own. Yeah. So in my first year of university, I came back 
every month for the first six months. Wow. I, for two days, I would come back just because I needed that like sense of home. I was in comfort as and well. In comfort, yeah, absolutely. Um, and at the time, my parents had bought an apartment for me, for me um, but it was under construction for a full year. So I was still living in a furnished apartment. So it didn't really feel like home. Mm -hmm. It was like hotel living yeah. for the first year of your university life. Yeah. Um, like, don't get me wrong. I'm super grateful for everything. Yeah. But, but it didn't feel like it a didn't home. feel like home. Yeah. It didn't feel like home. Yeah. Um, and then towards the end of it, I was ready to get out of the cold. Fair, by the way. You know? I couldn't freaking handle that. I mean, all. I'm a desert kid. Yeah, yeah. I'm of a course. desert You're kid. Up here. Yeah, this yeah. Is your home. So this, that was, that was a bit challenging for yeah. me. Um, but yes, I did come back and I was kind of like, what the hell am I going to do? And I was like, oh, I guess the easiest thing would be to work for the family. Fair. Which is exactly what I did. So you worked for your family? I worked for my mother. Um, mm. How was that experience? And I'll tell you something. Before working for a family, I do suggest working outside in a different environment to mm -hmm. kind of understand what you're responsible for and how other people rely on you. Yeah. Because I'll tell you, my first job, there was never a day that I showed up on time. Well, yeah. I mean, you're working for your family. At the end of the day, you have but that I'm kind of flexibility. But I'm still the face of a school. That's true. So I was working as a registrar in a school as my first job. Not that it had anything to do with my major. I didn't even know what the hell I was going to use my major for, to yeah. be honest. Or what my dream or aspiration to do yeah. in life was. Like that, I, that, that much hadn't been thought out. Mm -hmm. um, so I kind of moved back thinking, okay, I can kind of do anything. Yeah. Figure it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do I want to you have a college degree at the end of the day. Exactly. Now, before going to university, I was also accepted to a fashion school in California, which I decided not to go to, but I still had a really heavy love for fashion. Mm -hmm. So coming back, I worked for my mom for eight months. That's all, all it lasted before she fired me because I didn't show up on time. Because you didn't show up on because time. Because I didn't show up on time. And she said, if you can't make the effort to show up when other people are reliant on you, yeah, we don't need you. And that was like a, a pretty big slap in the face because your mom fires you. I know. It's like, what the hell That's do you do tough. then? What do you do then? Yeah. Right? Um, I, I felt like I was kind of resourceful at the time. Um, and a friend of mine introduced me to who is now a very close friend of mine, the founders of Bottega Veneta, their son. Okay. So I did trunk shows, private trunk shows for five years, um, two years on my own, and then the, the other three years with a partner mm -hmm. in, based in Dubai. And we did private events where we sold the bags um, twice a year. Wow, how and, cool. Yeah, that was fun. And that's pretty much all I did. But that wasn't like life sustenance, earning money. Mm -hmm. um, it was just a thing to do. I, had, I did have my parents to fall back on. Fair. So, and I did live at home. I didn't have to pay rent. So I did as minimal as I could. Yeah. Do you but, say you were driven during those years? No, not at all. You kind of were going through the motions-ish? Um, if I'm going to be really honest, no, I didn't think I had to work. Okay. I didn't think I had to work. I didn't think that it was a necessity in my life. I'd seen everything that was built around me, the way, not just me, but the way that everybody else grew up here. Yeah. Girls didn't have to work. Yeah. At that time. Um, I di highly disagree with that today. Yeah. Um, it's definitely changed today. Now, in all of that, having said that, my mom is and was the breadwinner of our entire family. Mm -hmm. She built everything from scratch. And she still works today. 
Wow. Literally. The girl, wow. the, the girl, the woman, the woman, <laughs> the girl, yeah. Uh, the woman works five days a week still, 24 hours of that five days. Um, wow. I mean, that's her life. Yeah. So that's true commitment to what, what you're really doing. Um, and it took me a while. I felt like I was still really young and sheltered um, to kind of figure that out. I, I would say at about, about 25 is when I was like, I, I do want to do something, but I don't know what. Okay. And it was not fashion. So did, how did the switch flip? Like, how are you going from like, eh, I'll just like dive into this a little bit. Fashion, I love fashion. I'll just start doing trunk shows too. <clears throat> Wait, hold the fuck up. Like, I actually want to commit to something and make it flourish. And I feel like I'm, I'm ready for it. Is it maturing? Because some of the time it is about just growing and maturing in life experiences. I don't know if it's about maturing, but you kind of go around and you realize um, that everybody else around you is getting on with their life. Yeah. And you're kind of stagnant, even though like I was traveling, I was partying, I was seeing my friends, I was socializing, but you need more than that. You need something for you. Yeah. And that's where I felt like I was lacking. I didn't have something that I was like, oh, I built this and I'm proud of this. Yeah. Um, Not that I had anything to prove to anyone besides myself. It was, it was that I knew I was worth more than sitting around. Mm -hmm. Um, That was, yeah. So I guess you could call it maturity because- I do think that going to university at 17, graduating at 20, coming back here, that's all too young. It is, by the way. It is young. I didn't come back here until I was 23. Exactly. And like 24. And then I was like, okay, fuck it. Like now I got to, you know, like now I'm going to get a job. But at 20, that's like really young. I can't even think of myself at 20. I was like a little delinquent. Like I know what the hell I was doing. If there's one thing that I could ever tell anybody is don't take, don't take summer classes. Oh, enjoy to like, like yeah. enjoy the four years exactly exactly yeah. I, I graduated early because i was able to take summer classes like yeah. maybe even like three or four like like um electives or whatever but i wish i didn't mm-hmm. i wish i stayed longer mm-hmm. i wish i even stayed an extra year yeah at, at a certain point um but, but yeah. i feel like when we're in those moments as well like our like especially here and i've talked to a lot of kids like we're dubai kids yeah. me and you and a lot of yeah. the people we sound around ourselves with are dubai kids yeah. it's kind of like in the states or europe it's like some people don't even go to college some people You're like right. do like culinary school or they'll do fashion school straight away exactly. here it's like go to school go to university abroad or here whatever but mostly it's abroad come home get a job or exactly. whatever there's no like messing around or living or being free and that's what i feel lacks i mean and that's where i do also find that the culture of the people here is very different for, to the rest of the world. Yeah. Um, not to say that it's there's anything wrong with it. It's just very different. It is different. It is very bubble-like. It is. And you know when people say, we grew up in a bubble. Yes, we did. We, we literally abso- grew we up in a bubble. We absolutely yeah. grew up in a bubble. Um, I don't know what your culture shock was like in Montreal, but my culture shock in Texas was absolutely... I mean, I went from... I went from people working six jobs just to have a, you know what I mean? Just to be able to afford college. So we did grow up in a complete bubble. So you can imagine having been like, since I majored in philosophy, the kinds of people that were in my classes were very, very highly educated and well-read people that did work their six jobs. Mm -hmm. That when we had a group project and I was like, oh, we can go to my house. And they came to my house. They were like, what like, the what fuck? Like, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like, what the fuck? And I this? was like, what? Yeah. And they're like, what? Like, you live in this three-bedroom house by yourself? And I was like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I do. Because growing up here, I mean, it didn't phase because, you. Because, yeah, I mean, that was super normal. And don't forget that we're not used to apartments. So the small space becomes 
claustrophobic. Again, that was what I was used to. Mm -hmm. Today is a very different story on who I am. Yeah. But I was so shocked by the fact that they were shocked that, that I was living like that. I was like, yeah, my parents got a place here. Yeah. They're like, what for you to go to university? And I was like, yeah, but it, it's a different kind of mindset because my parents think real estate is an investment, invest yeah. for four years. And then we did sell it right after. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And then when my sister went to university, that same money was used to buy her apartment. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, in terms of, it wasn't just like throwing money away or anything like that, but very different. Um, it's a different world. It is a different it's world. It's a different world. It is a different world. Um, so bringing it back, so Dubai 25, mm-hmm. what did you I went to like? London. You went to London? I went to London. I went to what, London. What made you, were you like, uh, get me the hell out of here again? Or you were like, yeah, get me out of yeah, here. Yeah, get me out of here. Let me think a little bit differently. Let me let me change my mind. Let yeah. me change my, my environment. Let me think about what I love to do. Because I think being in Dubai, you'd be stagnant. I mean, I wanted to move... To London pre-COVID. I was in March 2020. I was like, I got a job at Apco, my, my company. And I was like, I'm going to live there for two years. I had a Canadian, I have a Canadian passport. So I was like 30 under 30 visa. Let's okay. go. Pandemic hit. Didn't end up leaving. I don't feel like I'm stuck forever. But at the same time, I do feel like I'm stuck forever. It's hard to escape the bubble. You're because you're so comfortable. I'm so fucking comfortable here. And it's like, if I leave here, where am I ever going to get that same lifestyle? Exactly. Because... Anywhere else in the world, it's unaffordable. It's unaffordable. You can't fucking do this shit I mean, anywhere else. Marry a billionaire, sure, yeah. fine, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Be a sugar baby, sure. Uh, yeah, exactly. Um, no, but realistically, 25, I went to London. I just needed to, I, I needed brain breathing. Yeah. Literally. Walking around, doing my own thing, kind of figuring out what do I want out of my life? Let me figure out to do how to do things by myself, actually. And it was a game changer. Um, I came back and I said, I need to get into beauty. And they're like, why? And I was like, because I've realized every time that I go to the salon, every time that I go and get my nails done, I, I, I end up spending three hours, no matter who the technician is. You mean like for the whole experience? No, I mean, just for my manicure. What the fuck? Mm-hmm. I, 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 yeah. I mean, even in London, like, they would dread if I would come in. Because <laughs> they're like, be like, shit, hellish. it's that girl again. And I would only, and, I, and then later on, I would only go to this one specific lady. And then later on, people would ask me, like, oh, who does your nails? Because mm. they're really, really good. And I was like, oh, okay. So basically, I'm becoming like a beauty concierge yeah. to everybody. That's yeah. how it started. Whether it was a Botox doctor, a filler doctor, uh, who did my lips, who did my tattoo, um, whatever it was, people always wanted to know. Mm. So I figured, why not capitalize on what people want to know? Yeah. Instead of providing free information, charge them for it. Okay. And that's what it was. That's how I started the Nail Pavilion. Really? Yeah. So you got back to Dubai. Got, You're like, this is what I'm going to do. Literally. I arrived back to Dubai, woke up in the morning, spoke to my dad. I said, I need X amount of money. Are you willing to give me this loan? Because this is what I want to start. My parents dr- grilled me and drilled me. Where's your business plan? Are you sure you want to do this? You can't do this. You can't take this kind of money and just do this and then, you know, throw it away later because lo and behold, that had obviously happened previously. Like start this and kind of like, whether it was a ballet class or a music class, it's like, oh, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. And then you stop two weeks later. And then you stop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, So it was a serious commitment. And I said, no, I'm not, I'm not messing around, you know, let me build a good team. My mom helped me a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, One of the hairdressers that my mom 
pitched to me, which is what helped me open the salon because he had grand ideas mm-hmm. as well, is still with me today. Wow. Yeah. yeah. And I'm going into eight years. You're going into eight years? Yeah, I'm going into eight years. I mean, did, I mean, that process of you building it, did you have, or did you have days we woke up and was like, fuck this shit, why oh did I set God, myself dude, up for this? I've been through the most hellish contractors, the most hellish people, the most hellish processes of starting a business here. The amount of money that it costs is abnormal. I'm sure. It's I'm abnormal. sure. Dude, you have to be rich to start your own business here. Yeah. It is not a land of opportunity. Yeah. You've got to have something. you got to have something in the you bank. you got to have something. Yeah, exactly. Otherwise, you got to have really, really good credit to get a really good loan. Yeah. Um, because it, it is not cheap here. Yeah. Like, no joke. I opened up my second salon last year. I paid 14,000 euros for a license last year. I went to renew it this year. And I didn't get any notification of any increase of license fees or anything. I paid 22,000 this year. Holy shit. But you know what's really scary is that people budget for those things. Yeah. You know, um, what if I didn't have 22,000? Yeah. Um, and actually at that point, I, I didn't have 22,000 in my actual account. I had the 15,000 that I needed to pay whatever yeah. this was. I literally had to wait there, call my dad, get him to wire me from our business account an extra 7,500 to pay. To pay. But I had to wait 30 minutes sitting waiting for money to be transferred to me because nobody had informed us. Yeah. I mean, so there's a lot of ups and downs to business. We're still a developing country. You're going to have to deal with shit like that. Yeah. That's the story, you yeah. know? Um, and that's, that's basically how I did it. I mean, that's how I am doing it today still. I mean, I, I kind of want to, I'm really interested in the whole like beauty standard stuff because when I go get my nails done or I came and walked at your salon or yeah. whatever it is, I um, feel great after, right? Okay. I feel like a million dollars. I'm sure. feeling good. I'm feeling like hot shit. I'm walking out the door, whatever. Right. Look at my nails, da, da, da. But as someone that works in the beauty world, as someone who has been in it for eight years now, have you ever felt internal like, okay, yes, on the exterior, I'm looking great, but in t- inside of me, there's still this self-confidence, self-worth issue. Do you feel like it goes hand in hand or do you feel like it's two separate thing components that are like worked on separately? No, I, I do think it goes hand in hand. Um, but how do you find the balance in it then? So that's the thing. I mean, look, balance is the key problem of life, like everything in moderation, right? Nobody does anything in moderation as such, really. Yeah. So if you love peanut butter, you might eat peanut butter every single day. Yeah. That's not good for you. Yeah. Even if peanut butter might be good for you, for example. Um, The moderation is really self-restraint in terms of doing things that will actually make you feel good, not what society tells you you need to do. There's a difference there. So society will say, okay, you need to be a certain weight. Mm Mm-hmm. What if I'm not comfortable at that weight? Yeah. I don't want to be uncomfortable. But there's that haunting, like, that, 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 yeah, it's like a haunting thought that, that if you don't look a certain way, you're not going to fit in. That's also, and okay? we live in a society that my is pressured thing, on looks so my and only Instagram thing, models. My only thing on this is you've got to stop giving a shit about what people think. You've really stopped, because at the end of the day, you're people pleasing. You're not doing anything for yourself. Yeah. So at that point, you're becoming uncomfortable. You're becoming someone who you truly are not because of what everybody else is saying. That's a bigger problem than actually the fine line between beauty and beauty, like Mm -hmm. inner beauty and outside beauty. For me, why, why is it that you need to have validation from other people? Why do you need anybody else to tell you that you look pretty? 
Why do you need, why is that? These are man-made mediums. These are barriers that humans created. You should be this way, or uh, a top model should be a certain height, or a top model should be a certain waist size, or whatever it is. Um, You've got to kind of figure out what makes you feel actually good. So like getting your nails done makes you feel good. You fucking go do it. Absolutely. If eating a piece of whatever, pie, cake, makes you feel good, you should do, do it. it. Do it. But then how do you as women, because I mean. But don't do it every day. You yeah. have to, you build moderation. Every, then you go again, back to the moderation. Again, you go back to moderation because I mean, too much of anything becomes destructive. It becomes a distorted reality of, of anything. I mean, if you do, if, for example, if I were to do my nails five times a week, mm-hmm. my cuticles would fall off, literally. Yeah, yeah. They would be growing on top of my nails, and my nails wouldn't actually look good. Yeah. So you've got to figure out that fine line between what makes you feel good and what actually feeds you. So, yes, doing my nails can make me feel good. Do I need to do them twice a week? Do I need to do them once a week? But if I'm doing them five times a week, it's becoming addictive. Yeah. So, therefore, you're crossing a different line. You just kind of... I, I think it's all within you. I think it's all within you, but we're programmed. So we are pre-programmed by everything you watch, everything you read, everything you see on Instagram. Um, and these are unrealistic conditions, and you've got to realize that. 90% of the girls on Instagram today are filtered. Absolutely. That's, That's why. Not, I, but girls will be like, oh, I want to look just like that. That's not real, though. Yeah. Um, whereas then I think you also have to go back to these companies that are programming people. Because they have the power to program you. Yeah. Um, and I think it, it's a, it's a, on a global scale an actual issue. Because you've created these kind of um, ideals of what women should be like or what men should look like or what a boob size should be or what you know an ass should look like. And I think that's really unfair because what you're doing is you're creating almost like a robotic model. Um, and if you want that, build the robot then. Yeah. Because we're actual people with actual feelings. And... If you don't, if you're not in tune with what what makes you happy, you're not gonna be happy. How have you found the balance then? As I someone you haven't. Mm. You're still working, and that's great. I mean, I think yeah. I'm gonna be a work in progress the fucking day I die, probably, because I still struggle with this. No matter how much work I put into myself, no matter how much I'm like, I go to the gym five times a week because I want to feel good about myself. I want to feel healthy. But then I go back and I'm like, well, why am I not that size yet? Or like, why, why haven't I lost like six kilos? You know what I mean? Like, it's a constant battle in my head. Yeah. Do you still go through this? Un- like, I mean, I think it, it's going to be always, but I think we can get better at it through time, um, through experiences, so, through work. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, hmm, interesting one. Um, do you, so I want to ask you a question. Do you actually go to the gym because you want to feel good or you're attaining to be something else? Both. Okay. Can I ask you I do wh- it to be fit. Okay. To be fit is something else. Do you not think five times a week is hard on your body? Probably. <laughs> but the thing is, I genuinely, I have a stressful job. I work in social media and I have a, I have a lot on my plate all the time. Okay. It's my, it's my hour that I feel like I feed myself okay. some love. As long as that truly is how you feel. Yeah. At that moment. Yeah. Then you're doing the right thing. But I won't lie. Some days I wake up, I'm like, I really don't want to go. Then don't. 
I know, but see, it's hard to make that switch okay. in my head and differentiate between going because I want to feel fit, I want to feel strong, I want that stress reliever, and then going to, wait, I want to lose six kilos for my wedding in December, Right. so that's why I'm going to go. Okay. It's hard to differentiate it so in my brain. what you can do, I mean, I'm assuming that you have a trainer and like, yeah. you're, you're <laughs> going hardcore every day with this trainer. Yeah, okay, three so, times a week, two times a week, Barry's boxing. Okay, so... It, why don't you ever find some like low time, low, low exercise, low intensity stuff? So things that actually relax you. See, I go to these workouts; they don't relax exactly. me. Exactly, <laughs> because you're you're. It's like you're on a mission, because you have a deadline. Fair. You've put a deadline. I have your, put a deadline. But the thing is, yeah, that's an unrealistic deadline. Uh, not because that you can't lose the weight, but there's con- there's a deadline every moment in life. Then. You get it? Yeah. So my thing is you have forever to do this. Forever is as long as you're alive, right? So if one day you don't feel like going to the gym to your trainer for a high-intensity workout, book a Pilates class. No, I get what you're yeah. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm not yeah, saying yeah. cut it out. Yeah. Still go out and but do But then you go the, back to balance. Balance. But then you go back to balance yeah, because I'm like, I'm like, I'll text Khaled or I'll be like, I didn't go five times this week. What the hell's wrong with me? And, and then like, you're hard on yourself, yeah. right? And, and you're kind of beating on yourself. You're like, oh my God, I'm never going to get there. I'm never going to do this. Yeah. And you kind of put yourself into this state of mind where you're negating everything that you're actually doing. And yeah. you're not, you're not worshiping your body the way that you should be in, in, in the sense where you do go to the gym five times a week. You are eating healthy. You're doing everything right. Maybe you're overdoing it. Maybe that's why it doesn't work. Mm. Try something new. Yeah. My thing is you can... So basically it's like knocking on knocking on something until it breaks, right? You're going to you're going to end up becoming exhausted. Yeah. If you don't find balance and it's going to become unhealthy for you. Have you felt that with the day pavilion? Um, oh yeah. Oh Have God. you felt like like I want it to be this perfect beauty empire and I want to open and then like you kind of like yeah. have you ever felt I only the started understanding human error last year. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Cuz if anything went wrong I would blame the salon. And then I realized that that was wrong because the customer is not always right. For example, um, you have a client that, you know, comes in, gets her nails done, loves the service, goes home. She's like a nail chipped. Mm. She'll put up a review about her one nail chipping instead of coming into the salon. How do you get fixed? I do that all the time. Right. I do it too. Yeah. This is natural human error. Yeah. (laughs) In the past, I would fire people because of that. Oh, wow. So I had a seriously high turnover. And then I realized, I was like, you know what? People need to chill out because we also don't know what happened at her house, what she used, if she used a Dettol wipe, if she used a Clorox wipe. She freaking knocked her nail on Whatever, it could have been anything. It could have been anything. But, you know, when it came to dealing with complaints, I was so afraid that my reputation would, would die because of one complaint. And then I kind of went through the years. You know, every year you have something that will happen or whatever. And then it all kind of changed for me when I realized I've also made mistakes. Mm. You can blame everybody else, but, you know, I had, I had a lady come to me and said, she's like, your salon is a piece of shit. So that's your face? Straight up to my face. Holy and she's shit. like, she's like, and you can, you, she's like, and you think I would pay a dime here? She's like, you can shove this paper money up your ass. Literally. That's ex- word for word exactly what she said to me. And I was like, oh my God. And you know when somebody says that to you about something that you've built and, and you've put your heart and, and soul into? And, and Yeah, exactly. I, w- I went silent. I was speechless at that point. And I was like, either I retaliate. Yeah. 
or I ask her how I can make her day better. So I did ask her how I could make her day better, but she's a prime example of a proper bitch. Okay. Yeah. yeah okay. She, she did not, she did not want to hear that yeah. at all. She, she just kind of slammed our glass doors and kind of walked out. And I looked at everybody and I said, you know what? This is a wake up call because you're not going to be able to please everybody. Yeah. And by the way, this happened in front of everybody in my salon. Wow. Yeah. So, and I think I, I actually am thankful for that. Mm hmm. Because I did realize that you can't be perfect at everything. Yeah. You can try your best, though. Don't... And I do find that we as humans are naturally lazy. So we'll say, okay, you know, um, I'll go do this and this and this and this and that. This is good for me. I'll do a pl meal plan. I'll do a, a trainer. But you're not really into it. Mm -hmm. It's not going to work if your mind isn't there. Your, you, your mind, soul, and heart really have to be in everything that you're doing. I truly believe that. Um... And that's how you kind of figure out the key to maintaining some sort of moderation. Not that it is moderate, but the best that you can do. Yeah. The best that you can do. Because, I mean, there's a lot of things that we all don't do. You know? I know. Do you necessarily drink two liters of water a day? Absolutely no, not. I don't. You know? It's hard um, to be the best, though, every so, single day. But that's my thing. Okay, why do you want to be the best looking and not be the best at your health? Yeah. Right? So there's a big problem there as well. Because without your health... You're going to look sick anyways. Yeah. No matter how much work you do. Yeah. So. Um, so you had shared with me a couple months ago now, it feels like, because I had COVID and shit, guys. But you had shared with me um, kind of a, I don't want to say it's a, it was like a journal to yourself, a journal to the nail pavilion yeah. of, of thoughts you had written down. I guess maybe it kind of embodied the journey you took eight years ago to today. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I kind of wrote that. So basically I was talking to a friend of mine who has a magazine and she was like, you need to do a press release. <laughs> She's like, you need to you do, need a, to press do release, a press release. Okay? I was like, I was like, I don't, dude, I haven't written in such a long time. I don't even know if I could write a press release yeah. anymore. So, I'll but I, I, so I mean, I kind of, I kind of gave it a shot. I kind of gave it a shot to kind of. For the news. Uh, opening of the new well, it's salon. for yeah. So the images are for that. I mean, this is obviously not going to be published. Yeah, I'll, I'll read it to you. Um, it's obviously not going to be published, but it's how I felt at that moment. It's mm -hmm. like you know how people ask you like, how did you come up with this? What's the the big story? Yeah, there wasn't a big story. It's a fluke. I decided I wanted to do something because I thought I would be good at good at it, and it turned out I was. Yeah, and it's not that I loved or like was obsessed with the field previous to doing it. I liked it. You liked it, I didn't yeah. love it. I didn't care as such. Um, and then it was through the years. Today, I can't get myself to sell it. So there it's you go. Baby. Yeah, it's, a catch it's your baby. Yeah, it's a catch-22. It's your baby. It's a catch-22. But I mean, at the end of the day, I am going to, of course, sell it. But I'll wait for 10 years. I said, I, 10 years. I said the five-year mark. Yeah. I do a five-year exit strategy. This time around, I said, okay, give me another five years. And yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll be there. So I've got another two years left of it. But yeah, it was a fluke. But it's your baby as well. You built it. Absolutely. But you can do anything. Yeah. If you really, really want to do anything, you can do it. Yeah. I didn't have any experience in the field. Yeah, I know. I you didn't had... study it at all. Yeah. I just literally took the girls that I felt were the best at doing my nails and we built a strong team together and we have in-house training now mm -hmm. with those girls. Wow. That did my nails for wow. 10 years. Wow. 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 Yeah. yeah. Um, so... We're ever growing. I mean, we started at what, like 10 people and now we're 60. Wow. So yeah. At both locations. At both locations. 
Yeah. Wow. That's incredible. Yeah. I'm still understaffed, but it's because of COVID. COVID, yeah. Yeah, it's just really tough to get um, new girls in from the Philippines or hairdressers now it's in from the US. Very tough. It's extremely tough. Yeah. So we just got to wait it out. But we're doing as much as we can with what we've got. With the circumstances. Yeah. yeah. And I would say it's pretty damn good. Yeah, it is honest. damn good. Yeah. I stopped going to work about two months ago, like physically going yeah. to work. Um, just because I needed to see how it ran without me. Mm-hmm. Um, what did you think? It's always better when you're there. Yeah. But that's not the idea of the business because it's not the kind of business that you need to be there every single day. It's not a restaurant. People don't want to see the owner there every single day. Girls get nervous working around you. I understand that though. I understand that completely. And and obviously I'm going to be bitching a lot more than anybody else. Of course. Because it's my baby, right? Yeah. So it's better to give everybody space. So I go in maybe once, twice a week. When I go to do my nails, yeah. and then I'll check up on things and whatever. Of course, I work every day in the sense of operations. Of and course, operational and admin and yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, all of that. I do my own social. I do everything. Um, so yeah, that's about it. <laughs> I mean, do you want me to read do, you the thing? Do you mind? Of course. Yeah? You're yeah. okay with reading it? Absolutely. Okay. I thought it was really good. I thought it was you fantastically tell me what you yeah. okay. written. So, okay, I started with, okay. The nail pavilion was a fluke. I'm a philosophy major, but I'm also a Virgo perfectionist. What began as a passion project, a little piece of heaven tucked away on a lake level in Jumeirah Lake Towers, grew into becoming a nail sensation and beauty stop for all things women. The key here is being the philosophy major, though. How, would, how do I de- design a world where beauty becomes affordable and luxurious at the same time? Basically, eat your losses for three years and build a reputation. When I, when I refer to that, though, I mean, this, this isn't what I wrote. When I refer to that, I talk about home services. Mm. I started home services five years ago, where I was not double charging. I was charging 30 dirhams to come to your house and do the service. What I did was, it's kind of like a, I, I, I took an idea from a story that I had heard. So the creator of Google, right, created something that becomes invaluable to your life. Mm-hmm. You can't live without Google. Google is now a term that you use to describe things, to you Googled it, you, you, you know, it's it's literally, it's literally, no, it's a whole world on its own, literally. Um, so how would I create a world in which beauty was affordable and it's, and attainable also in the comfort of Mm -hmm. your own home? And so I had to eat shit for three years. I paid for cars out of my own pocket. I paid for drivers out of my own pocket. I paid of Sal, I paid Salik out of my own pocket up until the time where I knew that the salon was earning enough to cover these costs, and that's when it all turned around. And home service wow. took, it went from being two cars to five cars. Wow. Like five drivers now. Reminding so. me, I'm going to do that home service. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. But anyways, let's go back to this um, thing. So how, how do you make beauty affordable and luxurious at the same time? Eat your losses for three years and build a reputation. So when I first started, I couldn't write a book on the number of complaints we got. Nail polish, chipping, hair color blotches, and so on natural um so i kind of went back and i said okay i've got to build a brilliant team educate myself on everything beauty memorize every nail polish color you know numbers etc i mean when it comes to the detail of what's in my salon and currently in inventory you could put a blindfold on me and i could tell you everything wow that's how much i know about my own business yeah. yeah exactly um so then I created an atmosphere where the people who work for you are the reason that your business even exists, right? Because without them, you're nothing. Again, I don't have the expertise. They do. Mm-hmm. How do you keep them happy as well, you know? 
Um, so level the playing field. I'm not a miss or a ma'am. My name is Amna. The same way your name is Lena. We're, we're all equals. In fact, I work for them. My world has become finessing the talent of skilled beauty technicians, learning to file my own nails, trading the staff quarterly to continuously improve um, building a home. And all of the trainings are done in-house by me. And the girls, obviously. The yeah, two, the OG. I, there, there are two girls specifically that I would love to make my business partners. Yeah. And I will. And I will. Um, I'm going to give them... I mean, I always said I would give the, everybody a percentage of the company that stayed with me for over six years. Um, so the dream is to build a team yeah. that owns it all together yeah. with you. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. They treat it the same way that you would treat it. Um, and that's kind of how... I think businesses are to be built because these people are the backbone of your business. You're just capital. I'm just capital. You know? These, um, are, these are, I mean, I mean, going off of that, I mean, what advice kind of would you give to anyone saying like, I have an idea? Humble yourself. Humble yourself. Because your idea doesn't necessarily work with just you. Mm. You can have the idea, sure. You need people to build that idea, right? Yeah. So, for example, if you're building an app, you need coders, you need photographers, you need um, uh, uh, SEO and SME market researchers. If you're building a podcast, you need guests. There you go, you need, right? So you're relying. Yeah. You're, everybody's relying on something. Yeah. Okay. So my thing is humble yourself, be kind. I was not a kind person for a very long time because I, I thought that I was better. Mm. I was raised in. Not a way to think that you're better than anybody, but superficially. Yeah. Given the world. Yeah. Given the world. And um, I mean, I would never do that with my kids. Yeah. But I can only imagine our parents wanted the best for us. Of course. So the blame doesn't go solely on the fact that, oh, it, it's the way that they brought us up. No, they wanted to give us everything, not knowing that we'd be a generation that kind of did take advantage of it yeah we did i mean my generation specifically most of the girls i know some some work some don't um that's definitely changed i think a lot like, of the guys i know some work some don't i mean i know that i'm not much younger than me i'm turning 28 this year but i do see the generational gap when it does come to that is that all the girls i know are all working yeah. and they've all that's been embedded in them since they left they graduated from college they came back yeah i all of my friends, we all got on. We would ha we would sit at my living room table and all search for jobs at the same time. Yeah. Like we would all have that. I do find now it's more of, but also I think the entrepreneur of women being an entrepreneur. I mean, you were kind of a leader in that. I would say. Okay. Okay. I mean. Okay. Yeah. Because I don't see. I any... can accept that in the sense where, yeah, of my generation, I was one of the yeah. first that started something of actually of here in these, my group of friends. That's what it I'm was me you. and Aya Tabari. There you go. I mean, you got like I I, I know. I, uh, I, uh, mochi? All things mochi. All yeah. things mochi, yeah. yeah. I mean, that generate, I mean, you guys, like, seriously, when I look at your group and stuff, like, yeah, only select corporate. few. Yeah. Corporate, exactly. Yeah, a lot of people are like, corporate. You kind of took a massive risk. Which, my God, dude, if somebody told me that the work would be this hard, <laughs> I would have gone corporate too. I <laughs> cannot tell you, it dude. so hard. I mean, I thought, like, owning a business was just, like, I'm going to be very direct and, you know, people might think this is a ridiculous comment and it is, but I really thought you could throw money at problems. Yeah. You can't do that. You can't do yeah. shit. You can't do shit when you're dealing with the emotions of people. And these are your staff, you know? Um, whereas being corporate, you're like, whatever. Cause I gotta, sell, I gotta sell. Yeah. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's all on somebody else. Yeah. Yo, this is all on you. 
everything is on you. You know, if somebody passes away in your company, if somebody gets sick, if somebody, you know, um, loses their home, whatever it is, that's all it's you. It's on you. It's all you. Um, so yeah, it's a lot of pressure. It's a lot of stress. There were nights, literally, I feel like sleeping on there. There were nights I couldn't sleep. <laughs> I really just couldn't sleep. I'm sure the fucking anxiety and yeah. stress did like yeah. keep you up. I had never experienced anxiety my entire life up until three years ago. I remember I got a phone call being like, "Oh, one of your one of your um, staff members uh, hit another staff member," and I'm like, "Oh my god, what?" I, I I actually didn't know what to do. I was like, "What do you do in cases like this?" You know. Um, called my mom and she was like, well, whoever got violent, you got to fire her because you're a no violence company. Exactly. Zero tolerance. I had no idea. I thought, I thought we tolerated it. Like some people yeah, make yeah, mistakes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like, absolutely not. It's the same thing as if somebody took a Durham out of your cashier. It's just a Durham, but it's still stealing. It's still stealing. Yeah. You know? Um, so you learn a lot. I learned a lot about people. I learned a lot about women. Learned about I learned a lot yourself. about estrogen. <laughs> um, did I learn a lot about myself? Yeah, I did. Um, I learned that I'm probably the most impatient person in the world. <laughs> um, I've learned to figure out where I need moderation. Mm. What makes me angry? What makes me tick? I have a temper. I have a lot of good things about me too, but let's talk about the bad things. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Um, let's be real at least. Um, I'm impatient. I'm, yeah, I can be very mouthy when I'm impatient as well, which is quite terrible. Unless it's really warranted. Yeah. Unless it's really warranted. I'm at extremely least I, impatient. I've been too, able to way. speak up for myself. I'm very confident yes. in that respect. Yeah. My mother has taught me um, very much so that you as a woman, as an educated woman, stand your ground. Mm hmm. Nobody can tell you anything unless you actually are wrong. If you truly believe in something, continue to fight for it. And that's how, I, like, that's truly how I believe women should treat themselves as well. You look in the mirror, you see something you don't like, fix it. Don't become obsessive about it, though. But it's all in your hands at the end of the exactly. day. Exactly. Everything is up to you. Um, create a healthy state of mind. Create an interesting atmosphere around you. Be fun. Be spontaneous. Don't live by the book. Thank you, Amna, for coming on today. Thank you. That was such an amazing episode. I appreciate I'm you so coming. I'm so glad. Thank you so, so much. Thank you for having me. How can they find the Nail Pavilion? Instagram, what's the handle? The Nail Pavilion. We have our <laughs> app. It's the Nail Pavilion. It's all the Nail Pavilion. <laughs> and located in Dubai. Located in Dubai. JLT and Albarati now. Second yep. location. But we home service all the And time. home service. Guys, check them out. I'll put it in my show notes so you can also check it out. Thank you, guys. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. And I will see you next week. Thank you. Love you all. Where are you next?